of the state capitol. This is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, it is Drive Time Lincoln, October 27th, which is Thursday. It is Thursday. I'm Jack Riggins, the host. Steve King is stepping in for Johnny Cadillac, producing the show. Welcome, Steve. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yes, it is 62, feels like 63, uh, winds 13 miles an hour out of the east, southeast. I'm going to go more with east, southeast. For those of you that, you know, really need that dedicated <laughs> direction on the wind. Uh, <laughs> probably more accurate than the guys that we usually Maybe. I mean, sometimes you just lick your thumb and kind of stick it up. You're like, okay. Uh, bottom line is, I mean, I keep saying it, but uh, we've had a good stretch here in the fall. I want to call this late fall. Um because we're into November, I start to think of November as as getting to winter. So I, I think we're in late fall. And listen, mid sixties going up to seventies, little eighties next week. That's pretty good. That's nice. That's ridiculously nice. So we're blessed. Is that's yeah. my point. Yeah. Um, keep enjoying it. Get outside as much as you can. Uh, wanted to follow up on a couple of things uh, as I start the show. I guess I should say that uh, it is. Uh, me today it will be me tomorrow i think caleb henry's going to come in and produce as johnny cadillac's away instead of steve but uh the call lines will just be open all day today all day tomorrow rick stein recognition hotline 402-479-1400 and the text line you know the deal i never turn anybody away whatever your comments just as long as you keep it within the fcc guidelines um not that you'll know what they are but just keep it clean folks um I suspect I'd like to be talking about voting, election, things like that. I don't see any crazy stories out there. and I always feel this time of year it's good to explain, at least from my opinion, why I think voting is important um, and some of the different issues that are out there. Um, but nonetheless, it's the people's platform. You can call in about whatever's going on. Try to keep it to Lincoln, Lancaster County or something, Nebraska. But, you know, if you don't, you don't. Um, I wanted to go back. Uh, JJ had called in weeks go by fast. I think it was Tuesday, maybe Monday, JJ, if you're listening. And we were talking, I had Tom Nesbitt on and we had talked about the fentanyl rise, um, across the nation, across the state. And I had already done the calculations last week, folks, if you remember, and, uh, per, uh, the sheriff's department, you know, this last arrest had uh, 13.2 pounds in a backpack. It was 60,000 pills, and each one of those pills was 10 lethal doses. So just in a backpack, just in a car, leaving Northwest 48th Street on I-80, we had the potential to kill 600,000 people. Um, that is dangerous stuff. Anyway. In recounting that story with Tom Nesbitt from the Lincoln Safety Foundation, uh, J.J. called in and was convinced um, that as part of the police report, we had reported at KLN initially uh, the man was from Omaha, and that was all that was given. J.J. had said that at other outlets he had heard um, the man was in fact an illegal alien who had already been deported at least once. 
So, JJ, I told you that I would uh, dig up what I could and find out. And as a matter of fact, you were correct. So this individual, um, I believe it was a week ago yesterday, uh, was pulled over, was an illegal alien, um, had been deported prior, at least once, and was carrying 13.2 pounds of fentanyl disguised as oxycontin pills with the ability to kill 600,000 people. Um, So, J.J., one, I appreciate you pushing us uh, to find that. Two, um, we do, and we will put out the news as we find the facts on these type cases. And by no means here at KLIN is there any ability to quote-unquote throw shade at a story by not naming, say, a a person as a male, female, you know, uh Black, white, red, yellow, whatever, or in this case, illegal. Oftentimes in the news cycle, as we try to get information out, and again, it's just not me. It's our whole team. Um, They do a lion's share. We are getting past information from law enforcement. And so sometimes more details come out later, or sometimes they come out uh, in a sidebar at a press conference to another news outlet. So my point is... uh, Thank you, and uh, no real mistake on our part. We just didn't have that, and and you were on top of it. But I agree. I think it's important for Americans to understand and Lincolnites because you can tie, when you have that little tidbit of information, you can tie that to the border situation, the rise of now over 2 million illegal immigrants into our country just this year, you can tie that to then the rise in in drugs and in this case very deadly drugs and i think that's important um metrics as we get into voting season and so um yeah there you go stan parker was in yesterday so was tracy rafier uh tracy's running for uh county treasurer he's been on several times uh, Stan Parker it was uh, my first chance to get to meet him running for mayor, and I think a vast majority of the audience, I, I did not know Stan previously, but I do have to say we're going to have him back on because uh, we both kind of got to telling stories, imagine that, and uh, he's got a very unique, I don't want to use the word new age because I'm just getting to know him and, and what he's about, but he was very forthcoming and into why he's running for mayor on the conservative side, why he started with no money and his plan to raise funds, um, his view broadly of leadership and people are very important for that office. And we had got into his um, acronym and, and how he is, you know, for lack of a better term, platform items talking about L as leadership, you know, integrity. But I want to have him go through that more um, because I think he's so brand new to politics for everybody. And I hope you enjoyed the interview. Um, You know, it's going to take time for all of us to literally get to know him, get to know what he's about, see him talk on the issues. And uh, but I would say first look for me is um, on the conservative side, Suzanne Geis and Stan Parker. Those are two good candidates. 
you know, different candidates a little bit, but um, nonetheless, two good candidates, and it's nice seeing people step up um, that want to run. So, you know, we'll have him back on. Hope you enjoyed it. So here's the thing, voting. I remember doing this last year, and I guess I thought last year there was a lot of frustration, and and I'm not talking 2020. I'm talking local elections, primaries, things like that, you know, when we were talking about why it's important. And I thought we were probably at a decently high level of frustration in all voter bases, all citizens. No, we have gone to a new level. <laughs> We've gone to a new level of uh, frustration, maybe cynicalism, you know, being cynics about the whole process. And so I want to go back and say, first of all, voting in our republic, right, in our democratic republic, remember, folks, we're republic. But we practice democracy, and we have sets of checks and balances. Voting is the sure way that your voice as an individual counts. Okay, that is that is the surest way. You get to go vote. Now, I'm not going to give a giant history lesson, but since man's been alive, right, this country of ours is a very, very small little ink stain. And since man's been alive, just the ability for a citizenry to vote on elected leaders is very rare. Okay, so independent of whether you feel you earned your freedom, whether you are one of those diehard guys that, you know, went out and said, I'm going to learn everything about the system, you know, men and women, and I'm going to understand it. It doesn't matter. Your voice counts. All right, that's the first thing. Now, of course, you can talk to local elected officials. You can talk to state officials. These days, send emails. These days, you know, try to get a hold of them at different forums. And I would say that that's another way your voice can be heard. However, the vote is the key thing. And here's the thing. I am hearing a lot of people especially conservatives, that tell me they're very frustrated in the system. They're going to, election integrity is still a hot issue for a lot of people. The conduct in this case, in this state, of the gubernatorial primary is an issue. I'm talking conservatives right now. Okay? So Democrats, you're loving all this. (laughs) The other thing is the NEGOP and the dynamics that went on there. So that's frustrated people. And so I've heard people say, well, I'm just not going to vote. Well, first of all, let's run some numbers. Generally speaking, in all recorded election data that we can get and give it just kind of the thumbs up, one third of us vote. So that means, generally speaking, across the nation, in elections, The people that lead our country, that make policy decisions, that change laws, that decide if there's Social Security or not Social Security, are elected by one-third of us. Not demeaning anybody, but what is one-third? That's three people out of ten. More specifically, it's 3.333 people. 
Okay, so we don't even get to four. Three people out of ten, okay, because you got to round down. That's what the University of Nebraska math would tell me. It's 3.3, you got to round down. <laughs> Think about that. Okay, three people are deciding essentially what the other seven in this country, in this area, even here in Lincoln, have for leadership and policies and stuff like that. So that right there is a reason you should go out and vote because our democracy and our society would be healthier and better representative, which is what our system is, of our values if 50% voted even. 60. I've told you my goal would be that every American votes because if every American votes, it'd be very difficult to get really fired up like we do, myself included. If everybody voted, and in fact, there you go. The majority of the people I live with and around believe we should have this leadership. That's a lot easier pill to swallow than when one-third of people vote. So I'm not going to say it's your duty. I'm going to say it's your freedom because we're a place of choice. But when you're not participating, you're just helping one-third of people select leaders to represent the other 70%, and it doesn't play out. Year after year after year, we get really frustrated. Now, when we go down that route of why voting, most people would say values. So they believe to progressive values, conservative values, you know, independent values. I mean, there's a whole stream of them, right? So this is another way based on what we believe, how we can vote, not so much for people, but for the values that we believe work, we cherish, okay? And so we can send people to office who do and represent those. So if you sit out in our system, you're essentially saying... I don't care about values that I'm going to have to live under, my kids, my grandkids. I don't care about me having a voice. I'm just going to leave it up to wherever you're standing listening to me. Look around and find 10 people and look at two of them. Well, look at three of them because you're not going to vote. That's my point right now. And go, wow, I'm going to leave it up to those three. I can bet if anybody did that where they're at right now on the street, stop, find 10 people, pick three. Just look at them and go, I'm going to leave my future leaders up to those three people. You'd probably change your mind about not voting. (laughs) All right. So hopefully you're starting to realize maybe I should rethink my frustration with the system. Maybe I should rethink my position as a free citizen in the year 2022 when the vast majority of human beings on the planet have never got to vote once in their life. As a matter of fact, the vast majority of human beings on the planet this year will not get to vote. You're part of the 350 million people in America that while our system isn't perfect and while election integrity could always be better, still gets to vote and have a say. And that's special. And if we don't think it's special, and we continue to trend down from 33% 
to 20% to 10%. Well, my God, we don't deserve to have a free country. KLIN 1400-993. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499-3 KLIN. All right, folks, don't forget uh, we had Brian Blade on, the Midwest Wrestling Association champion and uh, promoter. Johnny Cadillac will be there tonight as well at the Cornhusker Social Hall, 7.30 p.m. I think they go ding-ding first match. Uh, Kids costume contest tonight, so a little pre-Halloween if you want to go down there and catch some local uh, grassroots wrestling. These guys, uh, some big matches tonight, so go check that out Um, if you get a chance. Take the kids like I said, Johnny Cadillac will be there in full Johnny Cadillac mode. Uh, we were talking about voting. Like I said, call lines will be open. You can call in. You can text in. Texters are always we're, – we're becoming a text show. I guess that's local the the way it is. But uh, the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400 is always open uh, for second segment. We'll have it open tomorrow as well. We're talking voting, why it's important, uh, people's frustrations, at least on the conservative side. Um, I think election integrity – has fired up a lot of people. I think the conduct of conservatives in the gubernatorial primary has fired up a lot of people um, to overly support and then to not support. And then finally, I think also, you know, the NEGOP, uh, there's a lot of conservatives are confused about that. Now, that's just on the conservative side, you know, so I get that. But make no mistake about it, Democrat or Republican. None of this goes down besides us all voting without volunteers and donors and people doing what they can do to help their values and to help get good elected officials. So to volunteers and donors on both sides, appreciate that because the process costs money, right? And uh, do what you can, you're comfortable with, but participate in it, you know, and make sure you get out and vote. Um, When we come back, we'll talk about the other side. And some of the local issues going on between Adam Moorfeld and Matt Condon, as well as Bob Bohr and what he's up to these days. 1499. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks, then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, second segment here on Drive Time Lincoln. I am Jack Riggins, the host. Steve King is in producing for Johnny Cadillac right now. Steve, appreciate it. Appreciate you being here. My pleasure. Glad to be here. You you know, um, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, I can no longer... Um, go without mentioning, since several of my listeners for weeks now have been sending me pictures, and this isn't funny, folks, and uh, dynamics in downtown Lincoln. 
And today I finally got an email with how people are trying to handle it. What are we talking about? We're talking about the homeless problem. (laughs) Now, you may not think there's a homeless problem because there's not really any media outlets that cover it. And as a matter of fact, the last real homeless story I saw outside of KLIN uh, was when they disbanded the homeless encampment, which you probably didn't know we had a homeless encampment about a year ago down north of the university there. uh, And the fire marshal had to do it because it was a fire hazard. So we had an encampment and I get it. People are trying to make do. They're down on their luck. But I also know that the mayor and city council have put a lot of money into 501Cs of our tax money, into a lot of programs um, to help the homeless. And so my question is, are we helping the homeless? And the reason I say that is because I've got repeated pictures of downtown Lincoln of homeless folks camping out down there, sleeping, uh, just basically, you know, their temporary living quarters. Now, in this case, one of the ones, because I had to start going down there every morning. I'd drop the kids off at school. I'd circle downtown because I'm, you know, I I, I want to see it with my own eyes. And sure enough, in front of the Fed Trust building, right, which has businesses, has clients, right? So this is dealing with business people. This is dealing with people that rent, right? This is your place that you are trying to make a living from. There's this one guy, and he hangs out there quite a bit. So here's what's interesting. You get the email trail because you think, well, what do you do? And I'm going to tell you. You would notify, right, LPD or their, you know, nonviolent, if you will, nonviolent uh, group. I'm non-emergency dispatch. I'm sorry. That's the word I was looking for there. Um, But they, LPD, are now saying they cannot and will not do anything because it's on a public sidewalk. And I should take the complaint up to the mayor. So hang on a second. We're given a bunch of money of our tax money to different 501Cs to help with this issue. There's probably private organizations, and then this has been a big push from City Hall and the mayor about doing something for those down on their luck. Okay? So if we see somebody repeatedly at the same location in Lincoln, Nebraska, right in the middle of the city, and we call the place we're supposed to call, isn't something supposed to happen? Isn't somebody supposed to come and help? Now, hold on. But it's not the non-emergency dispatch, clearly, from the emails I've received. um, Because it's a public sidewalk. Okay, so I get it. The police are following the law, and they, they need to do that. I understand that. And so they may be taking an aggressive line on that. So then they say, we'll go to the mayor. So you go to the mayor's office, and you ask about all this money, and then they refer you (laughs) to a couple of different organizations of street outreach coordinators, right, to Lincoln Homeless Coalition, 
So meanwhile, nothing is getting done. We're going on weeks here, folks. So I have a couple of questions. In this day and age, we should be able to do something for the homeless. We in this city have been putting a lot of money into it. We're very good. But when it starts to encroach, and now our organizations, police department, city hall, start pointing fingers to citizens, then citizens don't know where to turn. Okay? They don't. Because that would be my first call. And then when City Hall turns and says, well, this organization and that organization, now you're four phone calls down from, one, trying to help another human being, two, you know, maybe avoid some kind of violent issue, because, oh, by the way, some of our most recent stabbings have come from the homeless. And so I'm very confused. But in the end of the day, I think that we're paying our taxes. I think that we're structured in a way that we have support. And I just don't understand why it's not getting done right in the middle of our city. And so if I'm a citizen, right, or somebody who rents, or I'm a business owner right there, I'm very frustrated. And I don't want to make it political, but this is kind of the whole theme of the season. If you don't like, going back to first segment... What's going on locally, state, national, even issues like this, you should go out and vote for different people to change those dynamics. And that's just another issue that's out there here in Lincoln. Homeless people. Uh, Craig, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hi. How are you? Yeah, um, I'm good. A couple of years ago, I was kind of interested in this. Somebody told me that uh, we didn't have enough resources as a city to take care of the homeless. So I actually called up the city mission, which I know does a lot of help up with that and right. went and talked to them. <clears throat> um, yeah. So what I learned there essentially was the city doesn't provide a lot of uh, money to help the homeless. It is um, mostly private organizations, which I mean, as a conservative, that's what you want, correct? You don't want a ton of tax money going to help this if private industry who can spend that money better takes care of that. Um, what they were trying, what they told me essentially was the majority of homeless people in our city, and this is coming from a former homeless person who eventually did turn his life around, went to college, and is now like working there. Mm-hmm. I wish I could remember his name, but it was a long time ago. You know, they are homeless for a reason. It's either mental problems or they just haven't, they just, they just haven't had that come to Jesus moment, which is literally what he had where he thought, you know, my life is screwed up. I need to do something about it. And he found religion basically and turned his life around. Right. Yeah. There's just people who can't do that. They all have a place to sleep. They, there's a program I give basically two free meals a week to it. That was one of the things I learned about. You can just give like five bucks per meal. They drive around through town. Um, anybody that's homeless can get a free meal. So when you see a, a sign that says need food, they don't really need food. This is what I heard. Like, I mean, you, I'm just repeating what I heard. Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong, then I heard wrong. But essentially, the, the the problem 
like it's not a problem that people aren't dealing with this. And there's a place like again, I wish I knew the names. There's a place I visited on like 33rd and Holdridge area. There's a they've got a whole bunch of temporary housing that was built for people transitioning from homelessness to um, you know, standard living. Yeah, appreciate. Hey, we, Craig, we I got to get to more we're callers. Dealing with it, we're dealing with it. The problem is they're on a public sidewalk, and that's legal. Yeah, I'll so, talk about that. Thanks for the call, Craig. Um, see, that's the thing, right? Is the police? I'm not saying they're not doing anything. What I'm saying is they're following the law, and so the law in this case, right? It's a public sidewalk. What do we do? Okay, so. You know, definitely in this day and age with what's going on with policing, most police are going to err on the side of caution in everything right now. I mean, it's just the way it is. Uh, The other point, though, is we are, per our mayor, championing the downtrodden and the homeless and our money's going into it. And I don't disagree with Craig. Like, of course, private industry is is always great. However, there is a responsibility of our tax money to help people along, but not to give to the point where they become permanent status and are homeless all the time. And all I know is in this case, down at the Fed Trust Building, this has been going on a long time with the same person. So nothing's getting done. It's not moving one way or the other. So if there's one, there's two. If there's two, there's four. And then we get to how many are there out there that are impacting other Lincolnites? I don't know. But it's not good when the police are saying, well, it's this, go to the mayor's office. And then the mayor's office, who champions for this, points you to two or three other organizations. And again, nothing's getting done. So, again, if you don't like it, that's another reason you go out and vote. Charlie, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Yeah, hi, Commander. How are you? I'm good. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I'm calling uh, due to the fact that I'm intimately uh, aware of and cognizant of the problem and a lot of the things surrounding it. I was on the police department here for 28 years. I was a bicycle officer in the downtown area for most of that time and pretty much knew every homeless person on a first-name basis with them, had working relationships with them, and have interdicted this problem over the years for a lot of the years that I was on. So really, uh, the, the problem of having them on the sidewalk, it is a legal place for them to be. Right. They can't block block the people walking up and down the sidewalk. They can't block the egress and ingress of businesses. Those are illegal. But there's other things that we used to do to try and impact that problem and to get some some help from them to capitulate a little bit is that we would, uh, there's other things that happen besides them just camping. There's other things that are against the law that those people are involved in. It could be a certain type of panhandling that may be against the law. It could be that they're drinking on public property, which is against the law. It could be that they're disturbing somebody's peace, which is against the law, or uh, urinating, defecating in public, against the law. And so there are things that can be done, but I think what one of the I talked to one of the guys once, and he said, "Yeah, we just don't have the manpower to spend time to do that." Well, that's and something then, we talk about on this show all the time. I mean, we just don't have enough officers in Lincoln. I mean, we're at one point one per hundred or per thousand. We need to be at at least one point six, one point seven, um, which you know, silly math says we're down about one hundred and twenty-five street officers. 
Yeah, well, I, I think another problem is what you had alluded to also and the other caller. Uh, you know, that takes a bit of proactive, a, a kind of an aggressive policing, somebody that's a go-getter. And there's nobody really wants to stick their neck out there because uh, it seems like too many times officers that are aggressive, uh, not aggressive like physically, but aggressive in their work and, and proactive. Uh, when they get a complaint or they get uh, somebody is upset with them, that's what gets them in trouble. If they never would have made contact with that person or written a ticket, they never would have got a complaint. Well, I mean, just imagine, Charlie, like you're down there like you've done a thousand times. But in this day and age, I mean, you're just trying to, you know, work with the individual. People are pulling out their cell phones. You're caught in a picture or video just looking maybe too aggressive or whatever. And next thing you know, we've got us a big issue. But nonetheless, I agree with you that there are many, many other ways to form a working relationship and try to work through this problem. Um, And it seems to me like we do have a lot of resource, both paid for by us and private that could be handling this issue. Um, But it's starting to rise to the level where a lot of Lincolnites are getting upset about it. Yeah. We're looking a little bit more like San Francisco, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, thanks for the call, Charlie. You know, that's the thing is, you know, Liberals want to say, oh, conservatives don't care about anybody. Oh, they don't care about anybody. I mean, look at the look at the rhetoric right now, right, on all fronts with races, right? It's about victims. It's about my body. Conservatives don't care about anybody. That's always out there. There's a difference between caring about people and using in priority order the best mechanisms of taxpayers' money to help people along the way in their journey, not to make them dependent on a system, not dependent on government, not dependent on, you know, drugs, you know, the food cart coming around. So, of course, there are mechanisms to help people, but it doesn't seem like ours are working very well, and we are eking ever closer to that West Coast vibe um, and maybe that has something to do with the, the mayor being from out there. Maybe that's just left liberal policies that have been elected into Lincoln. Um, you know, but again, going to say it. You have another chance to turn the tide a little bit on your values come November 8th. Debbie, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. I got about two minutes. Hi, it's Debbie. <laughs> Hi, Debbie. A couple of points. Um I don't believe there is any homeless problem anymore on the university properties, and there used to be. So that might be something you might want to check into and see what they did to get rid of the homeless that were there. Because uh, I, I haven't been on campus in a while, but I have been told that, that it's been totally cleaned up. There's nobody that's, that uh, is homeless there at all. No panhandling, obviously, but that might be something to check into. The other thing I wanted to say was, I one of my solutions would be businesses downtown or anywhere are responsible for cleaning the snow off their sidewalks, et cetera, you know, the ice and the snow. Why can't the businesses that wish to own the sidewalk in front of their building be able to buy that at say a dollar or something 
and be responsible for keeping it clean like they have been. But then if it's privately owned, they can make sure that a homeless person can't sleep there. Yeah, I mean, you you bring up some good points. Um, there's different things, um, you know, and, and sometimes these problems go to certain parts of, of cities, and that's when you hear about them, and other parts of the city uh you know it doesn't get as loud about this issue but i think that for a city that champions as much as we do our outreach to homeless downtrodden immigrants etc cetera, etc cetera, uh we're not doing a very good job on the realities when we're down on the streets at least that's what i'm seeing from people and i'm seeing emails right now of confused elected officials and and police about what to do I wish we were in that situation. Thanks for the call, Debbie. Yeah, uh, Craig, hey, I see your text there. No, didn't mean to cut you off. I'm just trying to get to all the callers today. I thought your narration was great. 1,499.3-KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3-KLIN. Well, folks, uh, we started out today uh, talking about uh, voting and why it's important and just some recap of stuff this week. Uh, again, it, it's important because it's how our system works and it's your one chance to make a voice or your voice heard. And again, maybe something like the homeless issue that we brought up second segment, maybe that's something you don't like the way we're handling. It. Then make a change on November 8th. Um, talked a little bit about... Uh, some of the differences in, uh, you know, the way people look at that problem. Uh, so there's going to be a lot. Tomorrow I'd like to do the same thing. I've got some more stuff. I really want to talk about what is becoming kind of like the gubernatorial primary on the conservative side, the Morfeld-Condon race. A lot of attack ads, both sides saying not true, true. Some of it you can easily debunk. Some of it you can't. Um, and I want to use that to highlight uh kind of what are the issues that are important to you versus what is the rhetoric that's out there. And I also want to talk about Bob Boer, who we haven't had on the show. He's not going to be on, but I, he's running for governor. I saw this on an I-80 sign. And so I've done some explore into that and, and what he's talking about. Um, and so I want to talk about him as well a little bit tomorrow. So we'll stay in kind of the voting prep on Friday. Um, the call lines will be open and, We'll just keep rolling with that. I hope you'll participate because I'm curious to each Lincoln and Lancaster County person, you know, what what are the issues they're interested in? Who are the candidates they like? Now, we may have, we may have the pilots of the iconic Wienermobile from Oscar Mayer here in studio. I'm going to try to tie that one down as well tomorrow. So, sauerkraut might be in the studio. KLN 1499.